0: Hey, everyone. I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. And this is Do I Like This? the podcast.
1: Yay! Woo!
0: I'm excited for this week. So if you haven't joined us before, this is the podcast where I bring Sam, B-horror, sci-fi, low-budget movies that I love.
1: I hang in there for a good one.
0: And we did. We got there.
1: Yeah. So this week we did Reanimator, which surprisingly I have never seen
0: before. I was surprised because this is a classic.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I've seen most of the classics. I've Mm -hmm. actually probably seen more of the classics than you have.
0: I would bet you're right.
1: When I was young, my mom, I always had sleepovers on the weekends with my two best buddies, Jamie and Stephanie. We would either go to Stephanie's house or they would come to my house and we would rent horror movies at Mm -hmm. my house from the video store on VHS. And I would just go in and pick the one that looked the scariest from the box art because I was like a small teenager. The internet didn't exist. I don't know, whatever. It's how I wound up renting some pretty horrific movies that I should not have been allowed to watch at that age, but whatever. Um, This one, I distinctly remember the box art on this one. I instantly recognized it. I've seen it. I mean, obviously I've seen it around other people have, have covered it in podcasts, I mean, it's like a—it's a classic. You see it in all like the TV shows, top one hundred, whatever. Yeah, it's a
0: piece of the horror canon, and it's up there.
1: But I just have never watched it. the The box art had to be sufficiently creepy for me to want it, and this Mm -hmm. one's not really creepy. It's just like a weird dude in glasses holding some test tubes with glow stick, glowy stuff in them. So.
0: Having looked at the trivia for this one is actual glow stick juice. Well, I referred
1: to it in my notes as glow stick. I so did too. It's it, kind of there's funny.
0: nothing else it could be. Right.
1: Um so yeah, so um when you said, Oh, this is the one we're gonna do, I thought to myself, oh, I don't know. I don't it doesn't it just doesn't look to me it never looked really fun enough to watch i guess mm-hmm. it was sort of like one of those middle of the road ones where it's like not so bad that you have to see it but it's not so good that you have to see it it was just sort of like it always existed
0: i am so glad you didn't see it before this moment in our lives
1: me too because this is kind of a little different than what we normally do because it's not really a, a b movie necessarily it's a cult classic though yeah so, we're trying to so mix i feel in- like it counts
0: we're trying to mix in some education for Sam on the uh, <laughs> the genre of horror and kind of sci-fi and stuff as well. She educates me on a lot of stuff, so I won't say see, I'm the expert on film. But when it comes to these, I've seen a lot.
1: Yeah, when it comes to the terrible ones or the ridiculous ones, this one definitely fits in ridiculous. Like, so
0: I am so disappointed that this film was one we didn't see together. Can I, oh my God.
1: Can I just say, first of all, so we didn't, like you just said, we didn't watch this together because, so we just got a puppy, if anyone follows us on Instagram. So we have a puppy and an 18-month-old now. Uh, we both are
0: We have so much exhausted,
1: Barely human beings once they both go to sleep.
0: Which they never do at the same time. Right, right.
1: <laughs> so we decided I had stuff I had to take care of, so I watched it on the iPad while I was... I I was supposed to be doing stuff, and I just sat down and watched it. Because you you just film pulls you in, yeah. (laughs) And then you watched it separately because you were whatever. So we just—that's how we wound up watching it. Usually, we we don't like doing that anymore. But I think it was fine. I think it was was a
0: good exception because this movie's so much fun that if you're watching it alone, you're still gonna have a good time. But I was so upset we weren't there. If I was
1: if I was watching it with you, I think we would have paused it more often, which I'm glad we didn't because I we also would have
0: had to talk about some stuff that we. I'm glad we're talking about it for the first time here so
1: one of the things i want to say is walking into this i only had a, a vague knowledge of what it was about mm-hmm. i knew it was someone reanimating dead bodies that's all i knew literally nothing else i read the tagline for it on prime we watch it on prime yep yeah which is the tagline was not accurate as usual and i assumed it would be something different than what it was oh my god yeah i
2: <laughs> Couldn't i ready can't
1: for this. i can't once it gets to the middle and turns into basically a completely different movie um
0: i yeah well,
1: i mean we'll talk about Let's it just get into it because if we ever so release much. this video you'll see my face of like <laughs> 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 <What>? <laughs>
0: Um, All right, so the IMDb tagline, let's see how well it does. After an odd new medical student arrives on campus, a dedicated local and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue. Already wrong, because he's not a dedicated local, he's another doctor
1: Well, he, or, in training. He is a dedicated local doctor in training. He's
0: dedicated to um, these experiments. His
1: girlfriend does not get involved, and he only gets involved because he kind of has to get involved. Yeah. In the weirdest way ever, which we will definitely have a conversation about.
0: So, not a good IMDb tagline. Sorry, IMDb. You let us down. As usual. As usual. Well,
1: because I think the taglines are not written by IMDb. It's almost like a Wikipedia-type thing where people write—
0: You're probably right It's, on that. it's
1: contributed by yeah. uh, th- fans
0: anyone really yeah that's
1: why i said fans with a question mark maybe question mark because if you're not a fan you could go in and write one that's like this piece of shit movie was about some stupid guy with glasses and his weird fucking friend and if you just took piece of shit out it'd be an accurate (laughs) description so when i was looking this up i briefly looked it up i want to say on prime there were like five different versions of this movie well not versions there was I think there was Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, whatever the third one is. Oh my god! And then there was a remaster or something. I don't know. There were a few of them, and all of them had different dates. I couldn't figure out which was the correct one, so I wrote eighty-four, eighty-five.
0: Yeah, I used eighty-five as my date. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. Um, so I think we should just go through this, and then at the end we'll talk about the trivia. Because the trivia is pretty hilarious, bonkers, and and awful, and yeah. all kinds of things.
0: I think that's a good a good yeah. breakdown for it. Okay, yep. let's
1: do that. So, I'll get us started. <laughs> we open in, in Zurich, Switzerland, on a college campus. Yeah, There's more or less something. Yeah. There's a random guy with glasses and some cops, and they're running into this building. There's a lady nurse. There's a locked door. They're knocking and calling to Dr. Gruber. Dr. Hans, Hans Gruber, Gruber of Die Hard, which is mm-hmm. what I wrote down. <laughs> Who knows could be. Then all of a sudden there's like screaming from behind the door.
0: Yeah. And it's like one of those big like wooden medieval doors. Well,
1: no, there's it's wooden but there's a there's glass. It's all frosted glass because the cops break through the glass to get it. Correction.
0: In. I misremembered that door. Yeah.
1: As you do with many things. Yeah, I knew it was a door. A door. The end. Um, So the cops break in. We see an old guy on the floor in a lab coat and a young dude with a syringe. The young guy is wearing glasses. He looks real nerdy. He winds up being one of our main characters, Mm -hmm. Herbert West. 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 I know it's West. I, can I call him West first the name. whole movie. So do I. So yeah. Herbert, I think, right? Sure. Sure. Why not? Yes. Uh, I think I write it down somewhere. It's so. either that or Hans. Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> so then um, everybody's speaking in an accent, except the guy with the glasses. He has no accent. He's just English accent. Well, no accent to us. Correct. Right. He yells out, oh, I have to record his vital signs. The old guy is super bloody and he just starts like pulsating. His eyes are exploding. There's blood coming out of his orifices. It's lovely and gory and wonderful. Um, And so I wrote here, fun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I wrote, this movie starts in a running hallway and eyeball explosions within a minute. I was so excited. Yeah.
1: So he, the guy with the glasses says, "Uh, uh, I gave him too high of a dose. And then this gem.
0: So the nurse looks and goes, "You, you killed him. And West looks and goes, "No, I didn't. I gave him life." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be a quote machine." And yeah. I am—I n- was right.
1: He's also—you also will recognize him if you like scary, weird yeah. movies, um, because I instantly recognized him. He's very creepy looking. He, <laughs> <laughs> but that—but that, but that is—he's professionally creepy That's what creepy works for and, him. And he made a career out of it. So the one thing that I remember—the thing—the. The role I remember him the most for,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which at first didn't occur to me, and then as we were watching, it occurred to me. The remake of House on Haunted Hill, which came out when we were teenagers. Well, early
0: 20- with Mackay Pfeiffer.
1: And- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, which was really fun. I enjoyed I lo- that one. A I like lo- I really like that movie. It's it's stupid, but I like it. Um Have
0: you seen what I watch?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he plays the the creepy evil uh ghost doctor. Oh who scared the shit out of me because he looks into the camera at one point does that really fast like jerky movement which i hate i can't that scares the shit out of me when i haven't seen that one one. in a
0: while it's fun
1: so that's him because that's where i recognize him from he's also been in other stuff
0: um most people in this movie are good
1: oh yeah the acting is fine the acting is very good and for the most part um he was also in frighteners which i love it's the one with michael j yeah, fox yeah, yeah. With the great peter the, jackson the whole, everyone
0: thinks of the wall like the, the oh thing yeah yeah yeah, the, 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 the numbers on monster the forehead that's a fun yeah. fun one that's a yeah. really good movie i mean you have me at michael j fox oh of course he's just oh, so good
1: yeah so moving on from my little tangent there uh we hit the title sequence which is
0: <laughs> can i can i try to describe it real quick bonkers james bond jazz music
1: no, it's the Psycho theme.
0: I know it's the Psycho well, theme, but
1: n- not. I didn't even read the trivia on this. It's I so clear. I'm a massive Alfred Hitchcock fan, mm-hmm. and I instantly recognized the Psycho theme. And I thought to myself, "Wait, was that copyrighted or or not? I'm confused. Was it a knockoff? It it apparently was. According, we're getting in trivia, I guess. According to the trivia, it was one of the like Vanilla Ice Queen situations where no, he was he like,
0: like a note or two, right? Dun dun, 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 dun dun
1: yeah exactly yeah. exactly that's that's exactly what it was um it's the psycho theme and honestly watching this movie it's really the one thing that i didn't like because it kept taking me out of the moment whenever they would play it because they would play it at suspenseful moments and it would instantly make me think of psycho mm-hmm. and it would take me out and i would kind of lose that feeling you get when you're like in a movie like yeah. watching the movie so that i didn't like that much
0: i love the trippy ass balls like visuals for the opening
1: well and this is what i thought i don't know if this is true or not but i wrote it down i'm pretty sure it's all pages and pictures from the gray's anatomy book not Might be. not the shitty tv show the actual um anatomy reference book that's been around for
0: inspired by the tv forever show. Yeah. and
1: ever <laughs>
0: shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'm releasing the tape this video as our first YouTube just because the way Sam looked at me.
1: I don't know if you can see the eye that I gave him in the video. Oh,
0: I think everyone could see the eye across the street.
1: Yeah, so basically it was psycho music mixed with Nightmare Before Christmas, sounds <laughs> and the crazy anatomy uh and you take Photos. a story
0: from H.P. Lovecraft. So you have a little uh, bit of weird, awful stuff everywhere. Yeah. Turning into a fabulous movie. So this is where I think I should put out the disclaimer H.P. Lovecraft has some very interesting stories, and he's a horrible, horrible person who I cannot support.
1: Yeah, he was all into um, racism, racism, anti Semitism. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he into eugenics? He was pretty, I mean, gross. He, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's really unfortunate that some of really, some of the like most creative people in the world had some pretty shitty ideas. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't, you can't say all of it is, oh, it's, it was the times because, uh, there were
0: great people back then too.
1: Right. People who weren't racist and yeah. pieces of shit. So, uh, you can, you can like him for what he is. Take it for what it is. Um,
0: this is one where he ate gave no royalties to him because he was dead for years, so I have no problem <laughs> right. with it at the, watching right. and enjoying this. Right, That's where I draw my qualifier for that. I think is if you are long deceased and someone takes up your work and does something completely different with it, I can get into it at that point as long as it's also not like awful and racist.
1: Right, and no one's no one's paying you for it anymore, so exactly. I don't feel so bad about it. Yeah, and also as long as you have self awareness, because if you don't That's have self awareness, then. You know, that's the biggest problem in general in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm off my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get back into this silly ass fake zombie movie. So from the title, we open on uh, a medical school in Arkham, Massachusetts. Is there an Arkham I in
0: Massachusetts? don't think so because I grew up in Massachusetts and I kept being like, never heard of that. But um, that's a great fake name for a place.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you go you think Arkham Asylum.
0: Yeah, Arkham City, so, Batman, you know.
1: Arkham City? It's That's Arkham the Asylum. city the asylum's in. I thought it was in no, Gotham. It,
0: you know what? You're right. Arkham City is just the name of the video game that came up after Arkham That's what Arkham I was going to say. Yep.
1: Isn't that a yep. video yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I was Listen, thinking in that line, I'm always going to defer to you on comics.
1: I was just going to say, you're the video game guy. I'm the mm. comics person. Don't fuck with me.
0: Yeah, I instantly <laughs> was like, I think I might be wrong here.
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so then we have a guy doing um really aggressive chest compressions on a lady uh this is kane dan i call him dan is it dan i just kept writing kane
0: all right we can call him kane
1: i think i call him dan later doesn't matter dan kane dan kane not to be confused with
0: dandy kane
1: <laughs> so kane is doing the chest compression compressions there's a lady doctor next to him who is telling him this woman's dead uh, you need to stop. She says, Your optimism is a waste of time. A good doctor knows when to stop. And in my head I was like, Oh, no, but yeah.
0: I also wrote, Don't take me to this hospital. <laughs> She's the person trying to save me. She's gonna quit if I need a band-aid. <laughs> she was yeah. out. She's hard to be. Fair, man. Kane was like, I thought he was gonna like mount her and start doing dress compressions. He was so into it. I was like, take it down a notch. Well, Kane. according
1: to the trivia, he broke the lady's ribs. Really? Because he was doing real chest compressions, which is very dangerous. I feel like that should have been a conversation they had with him before
0: they were I feel acting. like there were
1: a lot of things that happened also in this true. movie. First of all, it was the 80s. Uh, second of all, it was I think it was low budget-ish. Things happen with that combination. Yeah. Mm. So Kane is a medical student. He's in his mm-hmm. last year. The lady says to him, take the body to the morgue. And Dan... Starts wheeling the body down to the morgue. Here we run into the sassy security guard.
0: Uh, when did morgues get desk guard?
1: I think that they they always have some form of security because really? you have bodies in there. And sometimes they are part of an investigation. Not always. Oh, but.
0: okay. All right. Uh, this one more or less didn't have a guard, even though there was a guy oh. there. Love this guy's lack of Every shit. time
1: someone comes to the door, he's like, oh, you're going to be in there for a minute? I'm going on break. I'm on a break.
0: And then when he goes, (laughs) he'll show up at the very end when he's needed, and he pieces out correctly. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would have, too. Fuck that. Yeah. So then we find out Dr. Hill is the person who runs the morgue, and he is in there doing, like, a little autopsy or something. And Kane comes in, and he brings the lady to the body freezer.
0: Or convention center room.
1: it is a gigantic Jeez. walk-in freezer. And it's filled. with Filled with bodies. Filled. And they're all in trash bags.
0: They're all either in trash hanging bags. Hanging out.
1: Like, arms and legs. Yeah. Hanging out of the and trash bag. We'll find bag. out later.
0: Like, apparently, this is the town of horrific injuries. Yeah. It's pretty rough. So, this was an interesting... Pretty rough. I mean, I res- I understand why they did it, because they need the space for the scenes they want to do. But it, my first thought was, oh, they shot this in a convention center.
1: Well, my thought was looking at it, like, what kind of low-budget operation is this hospital running in this morgue here? Like, people are wrapped in trash bags, just dumped on top of each other. It's not like we had a natural disaster situation or something. Yeah. You know, it's it was it was pretty awful. Uh, Strangely designed. It was pretty funny. Let's just say that. So then we see Doc Hill, and this is only, like, barely touched upon. I mm-hmm. think that what I read is that there this was a bigger piece in the movie, but then they wound up cutting it. He's doing like a laser drill into the forehead yeah. of the body. And that is it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it will come back into play later, but it's but it's really almost described at post.
1: Yeah, by the time he describes it, it doesn't really matter and it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Because they cut the whole storyline, which is unfortunate. I think it would have been more fun that way, but whatever. Eh. So then we see, so Kane is in the uh, morgue with Dr. Hill, and then Herbert West comes in.
0: Who we recognize who, from the opening. Right, he's
1: the guy from the opening with the glasses who was holding a syringe, and he's with the dean.
0: I just wrote, suits show up out of nowhere. Right,
1: they come in, and they start having a chit-chat. I didn't write any of this down because it doesn't really matter. I didn't either. The only thing that matters is that they mention that... West was working under Hans Gruber, and I keep writing from Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) And Dr. Hill has this face like, "Eh," like he looks disturbed by it. And then West starts getting all cunty about uh, how Dr. Hill plagiarized from
0: Dr. Gruber. So I was like, this is an aggressive conversation to have someone who's going to be like your teacher in your meeting.
1: So Hill is one of the teachers in this teaching hospital in the Mm. medical school and west is going to be one of his students so for west to be going at him the way he is
0: in his grill
1: very bizarre especially in front of the
0: and literally saying pretty much along lines things like you're a hack you're a plagiarist you don't deserve to be a doctor more or less
1: I think more of that comes later. Oh no, there's this another part, that, that ha- This there, part there's a little bit of it. This is a continuing
0: it. theme from from West Right, but this is only this is him. only
1: like a yeah. little bit of that. I think he just
0: call them a plagiarist at yeah, this
1: point. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then at that point the dean invites Dr. Hill to dinner and so we see that they have an established relationship mm-hmm. which is important later. Yep. Uh and creepy so then we cut to a different scene where Kane is posting – Dan is posting an ad for a roommate. And so this is the olden days where you write it on
2: – All right,
0: kids. <laughs> write it on Settle an index card. Settle down the campfire. We're going to teach you.
1: <laughs> you write it down on an index card, and you take a push pin, and you tack it to the board – someone walks by and grabs it if they want to live with you. A board is what we had before,
0: message boards. Yeah, an
1: actual board. The physical board you attach it to. <laughs> so he's posting an ad for a roommate and then... Hold oh, on,
0: I just thought of something. What's the weirdest thing you've pulled off a sign from a board? Nothing. You've never u- taken something from this? No. 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 Oh, I don't think anything weird. I think I have a guitar. I think I ended up getting a, tar- a guitar that way.
1: No, because those were like kind of on, our, on the way out as we were the age where we would be utilizing
0: yeah, that's true. I remember we seeing them trained. a lot when I
1: was little young, preteen. But once we got old enough,
0: once the internet came out, everyone's like, "Oh, the people posting these are terrible most of the time."
1: Well, no, it was mostly we didn't we weren't like buying and selling stuff when yeah. we were like 15 typically anyway. So then we get we get this weird ass scene where <laughs> he's posting he's posting this message And this woman comes up. Her name is Megan.
0: Barbara Crampton, the infamous horror movie actress. She's one of the most renowned. When I saw her, I was like, oh, I forgot she was in this. She's in everything. She
1: looked familiar, but like I, what else has she been at?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, Chopping Mall. uh, I've never seen that one either. Uh, When you look at her IMDb, she's still going, too. She's got stuff on Shutter right now. Um, she's in Creep Show. She is very, she, very. She looks very. very
1: she looks very familiar. I just yeah. don't.
0: She's the biggest name in this movie. Uh, well, in the horror genre. Yeah,
1: I could imagine. If that's what you're telling me, then yes, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stand by it.
1: All right, I will not argue. So, Meg, as I call her, is that mm-hmm. what they call her? In the-
0: that would be her movie name.
1: She walks up to Kane, and they just start like making out kind of, well he starts like making out at her and she's like no 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 and then all of a sudden it turns into going yes yes and they're banging in it's his bedroom cut. and i was a little i was like thrown off i'm like Whoa, what oh oh okay i guess that's what we're doing settle uh, in i wrote this down they're banging under um a talking heads poster which i wrote oh so romantic but then later on it kind of becomes a joke
0: it yeah it, which it comes back it's funny this movie does a lot of little things well, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. They had a really weird conversation.
1: Well, so it turns out she's the dean's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she is saying, like, oh, he's old-fashioned, blah, blah, blah. And then she says to Dan, I'll marry you once you get your MD.
0: Once you graduate. Also, we forgot to mention the cat that jumps on their back while oh, doing it.
1: Well, yeah. because at this point, I didn't think it mattered.
0: Oh, yeah. So I never, I didn't write it I just it mentioned down. it because I thought it was funny that a cat jumped on during sex.
1: Yeah. At this point, okay. I didn't know that the cat was going to be a thing. So I didn't write it down. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Gotcha. Because the cat becomes a thing.
0: I thought it was really weird that she's like, I love you, but until you graduate, I won't marry you. I'm like, that's a really odd qualifier.
1: Well, yeah, I wrote, that's fucked up. Yeah. And they have some weird pillow talk. I didn't write any of it down
0: because it was weird. Because <laughs> he then like gets up like a ghost yeah, in he, a sheet. He covers flirt, himself her.
1: with a sheet and he's chasing her around being very creepy she's yelling at him to stop in a way that was actually like believable to me that she was disturbed by what he was doing yeah but i think it was supposed to be like cute and silly and, and funny yeah but it's like stop the way that she was saying it i was like oh ew stop yeah she's giving you signals guy. <laughs> like, okay. yeah yeah
0: pick, consent buddy
1: right so she's yelling at him to stop she says i'm gonna leave and runs and flings open the door and standing at the door is west and he's Being holding that little card from the message board from earlier and dan runs off to get dressed whatever and west just like walks in and starts wandering around and oh, i yeah. was like who is this motherfucker this
0: motherfucker is in the 1980s when everybody just did their thing he has
1: zero tact he has no self-awareness he has no boundaries He's like your classic narcissist, antisocial type probably. He's got and (laughs) and the role
0: he's gonna play is of kind of the parody of Frankenstein. Yes, Dr. Frankenstein. What I and I won't go into the details yet, but I was very impressed in this movie how they ended up turning him into someone who towards the end I was sort of rooting for. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. It was a really I, interesting it, I thought I was going to hate him the whole time.
0: Yeah, cuz <laughs> cuz right off the bat like you said, he is not likable. Not likable. Right. Yeah. I'll say that. That's a good way. And
1: it's funny because pretty much from the moment where it, they establish like what it is he's doing, it was very clear that it was a Frankenstein mm-hmm. type thing, which if you listen to the Lee Scott episode, you know that I love a good Frankenstein mm-hmm. flick.
0: They're just fun. And if you listen to the Frankenstein's Army episode, you know I love a good Frankenstein. It's <laughs> like, holy well, shit, we just did a Frankenstein I was just going to say,
1: we didn't even realize it until <laughs> this moment right now. This is up there with our accidental <laughs> Brad <with> Durham <laughs> double feature. <laughs> Which was almost a triple feature, but we held off on the last one. As, well, because I didn't have the
0: DVD. So Lovecraft doesn't really love these stories that he wrote. He wrote them just because it was money
1: i don't know anything about the stories i just read what they were called i don't know they were how supposed much... to be more
0: parody like of frankenstein
1: uh i would say this is a parody
0: no more parody like more insulting i oh, think okay. is the right word so you
1: don't so so you don't mean parody then you mean no uh, i
0: i uh, hard satire? sort of like
1: mocking sat- yeah. Yeah, satire's satire yeah satire is better satire works more. Yeah. But,
0: like, but like a really a, a mean satire not like a well-intentioned not, not like, like a terrible. terry pratchett it's sat it's satirical you know in a way that's kind satire of satire
1: like, always has that edge of mocking to it though true but so. a,
0: this uh, the lovecraft ones are it's
1: more like so are you thinking it's like a voltaire types
0: satire that's a re- comparison i'm not going to be able oh. to make right <laughs> now uh i have a science and business degree uh I have two English teachers for parents, but uh, if you want me to get into Voltaire, I'm going to say...
1: Wait, both your parents are English teachers?
0: English majors, sorry.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, your dad is not an English teacher. Your dad would dropkick a student.
0: No, let's cut that out. (laughs) But he would. I'm leaving that in. Steve (laughs) understands. Getting back to the point, I was not expecting his character west to take the to really have the arc it does in my like like dislike right watching this movie no i agree with that
1: we're going on lots of tangents yeah. i love it i kind of had a feeling we would with this movie there's lots there's lots
0: to uh i just looked back at my notes and i literally wrote west's smile is horrifying it really is he's very creepy And when he smiles at you, it's worse than when he doesn't smile at you because it just it has – it's like gears are turning in his head like, how can you end up in my lair? It's
1: one of those things. I don't know if it's him as a person, which I kind of hope it's not, or if he's just a really good actor in that way, smiling that doesn't meet your eyes. Like when you smile and – what are you doing with your mouth?
0: (laughs) I was trying. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) – so you're saying that didn't that didn't pass muster?
1: <laughs> you look like you were trying. You were like a fish out of water <laughs> trying to breathe. I just looked at the video.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: I don't even remember what I was saying now. No, you were going. <laughs> I know because I was trying to do it without moving my eyes. Uh, I'm not a pat your head, rub your belly kind of guy.
1: <laughs> no, what I mean is, you know how when if someone smiles at you. You do it. And they don't. I no. Well, I, know I what can't you, I, because I I'm not a fucking mean. psychopath. Yeah. But like when someone's pretending to smile, like when someone is conveying an emotion with their face but not their eyes, does that make sense? You can tell if someone does it. It's real creepy,
0: and he does it. I, I know. I know what you're saying conceptually. Yep. Okay, that's all I mean. My next statement. So they're wandering around the apartment. Is when your roommate's more excited about a basement than your apartment. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, God. He, like, poops his pants over the basement. This will do. <laughs>
0: and I was just like, and oh. he
1: gets real creepy while he's looking at it. And he's like, I'll move in right now and whips out a big wad of cash. And Meg is like, um, wh- you need to, like, vet this dude first. What is going on Meg here? Meg has the best
0: instincts in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Until until the end. the end, yeah. <laughs> until the end, she gets yeah. real dumb. She makes some dumb choices towards the end.
1: I mean, she's probably traumatized, but, you know.
0: It I would imagine. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so she's not a fan, and but Dan is like, give me that cash. You got a background check your roommates, Dan. Come on. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oof. So that's that. Wes is moving in. So then the next day we cut to they're in class the next day, and Dr. Hill is doing an autopsy demo.
0: Oh, he's doing what I call headlock morgue surgery.
1: Well, that's how you do it. Oh, really? You have to get up. Okay. I should preface this by saying I've observed... I've observed an autopsy, so I've seen this happen in real life. Um, you do have to, like, kind of, like, manhandle the body to pull the skin off the like, right. skull.
0: Which is so this sound- is about to be a little gross, guys. Yeah. Uh, warning oh, for the rest of this, this podcast. This movie
1: is disgusting. We, yeah,
0: we haven't really gotten to it yet, but it's about to go, like, the rest of this movie is absolute grossness. So if you're a little squeamish, just be ready.
1: Blood, gore. Bodies skin flesh ripping off uh dicks, attempted rape boobs. uh sexual assault it's all happening it's all Lobotomies, terrifying uh,
0: decapitations this movie's got everything wait there were dicks oh dude in that final scene they were flopping around everywhere
1: uh, i couldn't really tell on the ipad
0: <laughs> they're flopping around <laughs> everywhere
1: <laughs> they must not have been that impressive <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, sorry, guys. She called it as you she see it. You need to have it. like she a two-foot wang see. for it to
1: stick out on the iPad. She called it
0: as she didn't s- see it.
1: stick out on the iPad. God, can we end this right now?
0: <laughs> she <laughs> called it as she didn't see it. I'm going to keep going. No, Our we're gonna dads listen. listen to this.
1: <laughs> so I even wrote here like, oh, this is actually really realistic. And Hill describes it as... Like peeling a large orange, and he's like, her. And I was like, oh boy. He is a he's a, very
0: comfortable. A, he looks like a knockoff John Kerry. And B, he's awesomely awkward. In John Kerry? Car- the former presidential candidate. John Kerry? John Kerry.
1: I'm sorry, your Massachusetts accent makes and it sound like John you're saying. John Kerry
0: is from Massachusetts, so Car- I'm probably Car- right. You're <laughs> saying
1: Kerry. John not- Kerry. Kerry. Carry K E R R Y. Carry John. Kerry. You're saying Kerry. I am
0: accurate <laughs> in the state he was elected for. You're
1: wrong, as usual with your stupid Boston noises coming out of your face.
0: Love you. I'm gonna try and creepy smile at you again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stop. So he like takes the brain out and like they leave the body with like the brain stem hole showing and stuff. I thought it was really. The special effects in the movie are a lot of fun.
1: Oh, there's so much blood and gore. It's 24 very 24
0: gallons worth of blood. Oh, I read that. And the director said that before this, he the most he'd ever used was two in a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. The only thing I would say is not realistic is the brain does not... It's not jello. It's kind of...
0: I've heard both it. ways.
1: So whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, he uses a bone saw. He cuts into the head, takes out the brain. The people are getting all grossed out, which is funny because aren't they all like final year medical students? Yeah. I've seen worse than that. So this is where Hill starts doing his lecture about brain death and talking about brain stem activity and how for six to 12 minutes after the body dies, the brain is still functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's doing this, you can see West getting very agitated, he's snapping
0: pencils intentionally,
1: right to to distract yeah. him, and I think to get him to stop talking or something, or to get him to like
0: snap. Well, because the thing we said we missed earlier is when he was accusing him of plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Hans Gruber of Die Hard had something. I think he said twelve minutes before brain death, and then Doctor Hill was insisting six to twelve. Like there was, yeah, it was, yeah. It, there's a thing about all that. So he's. It doesn't by really
1: it. matter that much because it doesn't matter because I just want to mention things, Hans Gruber
0: of Die Hard again when I got the chance. The
1: bodies that they're reanimating are way older than six to twelve Whoa. minutes, or or they're before 6 to 12 minutes. But what I'm saying True. is. Most of them are older than 6 to 12 minutes, so who cares? Why did they even introduce that? I that feel like this me. was
0: related more towards, like, the lobotomy thing line. Like, it feels like this was part of a larger story that got cut.
1: Yeah, I agree. I didn't understand why they kept emphasizing that right at the beginning and then never again.
0: As Dr. Carl Hill is talking about this, he does have a great line, which I really enjoyed, where he's explaining this. And he goes, brain death brings about an irreversible conclusion. And I said to myself out loud...
1: Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Now that you just said that, no.
0: But I did say we do need more monologues with brainless corpse scenery.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So then West breaks another pencil, and Hill finally is like, "Fuck this shit! I'm done. We'll we'll do this another day. You're all like, you're all dismissed." And then Hill, who I just assumed was going to kind of let it go, as everyone's filing out, he just starts yelling at Doctor Hill.
0: Oh, West comes at him like a rabid dog.
1: He's coming at him, and I don't totally disagree with the sentiment. He's saying you're closing off their minds before they have a chance to even have the experience of something mm-hmm. different. And I, in my head, I'm like, that's totally true. And as someone who used to teach, I know that that's a thing that unfortunately happens. You close people's minds off to exploration, and it's, you know, before they're even old enough to decide what they, you know—
0: I think the point that the doctor is making, though, is this is pretty much the the expectation of how long the brain can live in the field from experts as it stands.
1: Oh, absolutely. Listen, I don't disagree with that. Facts are facts.
0: Yeah. Until they're proven otherwise.
1: Right. And so Science. I said I, I agreed with the sentiment. Mm-hmm. So then Hill is like, I'm going to enjoy failing you. And that's pretty much the end yeah. of the scene. So this is a whole bunch of exposition happening. That's why we're kind of like running through it uh, because it gets crazy. So now we're at the Dean's house and they're having dinner. It's Hill and the Dean's daughter, Meg, who remembers dating Dan. The Dean is celebrating that they just got this gigantic grant due to Hill's laser drill that he was using to drill into people's heads. So then Hill starts asking... Um, Megan, like, leaves the room for a minute, and he starts asking, do you think it's a good idea to let her date Dan? And you get the kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. Like, the creep vibe from him.
0: I got the, oh, he wants yeah. to fuck her vibe from that yeah. inquiries and the way he was looking at her. And right. I'm not wrong. And
1: then she comes back in with Dan, because they were meeting to go, like, out on a date or something. And he makes a very creepy toast to yep. her. And he's, oh, he's so gross. Like, he's very gross. I got totally skeeved out by him.
0: Really yeah, that's, he does a really great job in this role. Oh being exactly my god, what they want. it's so good.
1: I'm legitimately like, I'm, I'm, I was scarred by him a bit. Yeah, he was. <laughs> like, he was by the good. end of this movie. So, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's horrible. If you've seen this, you know what I'm talking about.
0: So they go off to study, mm-hmm. and Daniel's horn dogging a little bit, and she's like, "No, no."
1: So her no. thing is like, "No, no." Where's the cat? oh yeah (laughs) like hold on a second so random it's totally fine to not be into it when i'm here right it's totally fine to like not be into it and like not want to like have sex or whatever but the way that she does it is just so strange instead of saying something like i'm just not in the mood she's like but where's the cat where's the cat
0: he's not making noise and he always makes noise when i'm here we can't do anything until we find the cat
1: right uh, she's getting like real worked up about it so they start wandering through the house calling to him his name is Rufus and um which uh, made me think of supernatural
0: she <laughs> <laughs> was one of my favorite characters uh so I have issue with her because so they're going through the house and she busts into the roommate's room that he's paid for she
1: doesn't bust in she gently opens the door after spending way too long walking down that hallway to get to the All door
0: right, yes to the long hallway but any amount of effort going into that room without his permission. Oh is no, in I in my agree. Mind.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. But she gently swings open the door and she's like, "Rufus, are you in here?" Like the cat's gonna let answer. me check
0: the mini fridge.
1: Yeah. So she starts to walk in the room. There's super suspenseful music playing. Why is she so afraid?
0: Yeah, that was my thought too. Is like, yeah, West is weird, but from the moment she's met him, she's treating him like he has a history as like a serial killer,
1: right? Unless that was something that was established and was cut, but I don't think it was.
0: Yeah, she's really. She's very on edge. A lot of times that she's kind of being a dick to him. Oh, absolutely.
1: So then she finds Rufus the cat in West's
0: mini fridge in the death repose.
1: So did you read the trivia? That's a real dead cat.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, why?
1: So then there's dead fluffy kitty on the top shelf and on the bottom
0: shelf there's some glow stick in a bottle how many times did she say rufus when she was calling for him by a the lot. way that had been like four or five pages of script which just said Rufus. Well,
1: no that's why i said it took so long to yeah. get down that hallway to open that door because she just kept going Rufus, Rufus, rufus and like looking at every nook and cranny but ultimately we know that where she's going oh is yeah west's room so then they find the dead cat and she starts screaming <laughs> and west busts in and he's like, what's like, up, guys? Room. What y'all doing? And then Dan comes in. He's like, what are you doing in here? You can't be in here. And she's like, look, the dead cat. Blah, whatever. There's a whole thing that happens. I didn't write it all down. He sees the dead cat and he's like, what the fuck? Like, what, what happened? Like, why is my cat dead in your refrigerator?
0: West is explains to him, like, well, now you can go one way or the other. I'm going to choose to believe West. I'm kidding. West clearly killed the cat. But he's like, hey, <laughs> while you were out, I found your cat. It had died. I knew you had, you know, sentimental attachment to him. And Dan goes, well, why didn't you leave a note or something? <laughs> and West goes, what What would the note say, Dan? Cat dead details later?
1: <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Fucking amazing.
1: My favorite part was when he described how the cat must have died. Oh, can you describe how the cat must have died? He knocked the garbage over and he got his head stuck in a jar. <laughs>
0: What? Oh, I forgot. Uh, Yeah. I was just so overwhelmed by the wonderful note. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wes is, his delivery is so good. So good. He's
1: incredibly creepy. Yeah. He also kind of has a weird affect to his voice. It reminded me a little bit of Moira Rose. Okay. Not totally, almost like Moira Rose meets Maude from The Big Lebowski, who's Julianne Moore.
0: Who's Alec Baldwin's Boston girlfriend on 30 Rock.
1: That's right. Not that accent.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite accent of Julianne Moore.
1: The mod accent, yeah. where it's an affect more than an accent. It's very bizarre. So he kind of has something going like that. Not quite as pronounced and over the top, but it's just very strange. It's there. Yeah. It's under the,
0: lying under the surface. But it's good. It's good. He makes a creepy threat then, because like they're like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, listen, I'm not going to go telling the Dean – that, you know, oh, yeah. you're stooping his girl all the Daughter. time before. Yeah, and all this stuff like, you know, that's not good moral grounds for a doctor. It's
1: no, no. He says, I wouldn't want you to get thrown out of school on moral grounds. And I said to myself, wait, is that a thing that actually happened? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it is. But um, coming from a guy who couldn't stand on moral grounds if he wanted to, it was an interesting threat.
1: So then it's that night and Dan is sleeping and we hear... Oh.
0: Sorry, we should make it clear. It's that night. Every night, Megan goes home because her dad doesn't want her to sleep outside of the house until she's married. So it's oh, just yeah. Dan.
1: We miss. We Megan that. isn't
0: there. Yeah. There are some small things. It, it is kind of a good note for the scene on why she isn't in this. Yeah. So there you go.
1: You also like can't assume that just because they're in a relationship, they live together. Not everyone. Well, he's
0: like begging her to stay over and she kind of yeah. makes it clear.
1: So it's nighttime. The cat's yowling. Like this screaming. As a, screaming. Yeah,
0: something's wrong with this cat. And it's really good.
1: Then you hear the psycho theme music and I wrote, Is this uninvited but better? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the and then I said if there's a demon cat in a cat suit, I'm done. <laughs> so
0: it definitely is uninvited but better in some ways.
1: Yeah. So um Dan is looking for whatever the noise is and he opens the basement door and just uh, falls all the way down the stairs. Open the
0: basement door. Okay, this is the point. Right? So, he's checked the up the house. It's like a one-floor apartment. It's mm-hmm. clearly nothing there. So, he goes to the basement. It's locked. Dude, you've lived in this apartment for time. You know there are stairs in the inside. He barrels through the door and then rolls down the
1: flight of stairs. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just uh, falls from the top Dan all is- the way down.
0: Dan has terrible decision making skills.
1: He's not. He's very impulsive. Yeah. In a way that I feel like is not great for someone who's going to be a doctor.
0: <laughs> no, uh, it's not. He's great not for... impulsive
1: in the good way that's good for being a doctor. He's impulsive in the way that's like I'm not going to think about anything. I'm just going to do a thing, and then later I'll be like, oh shit. Yeah. That didn't end well.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that's that's <laughs> his entire reflection on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his character towards the end is probably like. I made a lot of bad decisions to get here, didn't I? Yeah. Damn it. Yep. I'm gonna make one more. Ah, uh, but so <laughs> he's down in the basement.
1: He falls on the basement steps. He finds West flailing about. Oh my god! I love the way this was shot. This so is
0: fantastic! There are
1: lights hanging from the ceiling, and they're swinging, and so the light is just like you can you mm-hmm. can only see things clearly from time to time doing this with my hands like people can see Mm -hmm. what i'm and like that makes sense to people Um,
0: video (laughs) 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 that's the sound sam makes when she flails her hands around guys
1: which i do often right (laughs) Um, (laughs) see so so the the way the the lights are swinging that effect it it added to like the chaos and Mm -hmm. and the weirdness and you see that it's a cat attacking, and all we're hearing the whole time is the screaming, yowling cat noise, which was like grating on your it's ears. Really good. Yeah.
0: I just wrote, "Oh my god, cat attack! I'm dying." <laughs> followed by "cat throw" with eight exclamation points.
1: Yeah. So we have this scenes great. So Dan and West are trying
0: to wrangle the cat. So it's yeah. like on West back, and yeah. he says something on like lines of "Help now! I'll explain later."
1: Yeah, and Dan so just jumps right in. Dan jumps in. The two of them are like s- swinging their bats around, trying to find yeah. this cat. Um, <laughs> so the noises are hysterical. You hear like little p- 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 feet pitter pattering, yeah, and then the yelling noise. <laughs> and then we get this demon Honda cat, cat. cat just comes flying,
0: <laughs> yeah, at Dan's face. Oh my god! One of my favorite shots I've seen in a long time. He catches the cat. It
1: like attacks him. He grabs it. And then he, he, absorbs thr- he throws it at the wall where it kind of explodes a it little bit. It reminded
0: me of Boondock Saints a little bit where there's
1: like some cat – the shotgun. He shoots a cat in the head in Boondock Saints. Yeah.
0: Well, he down spiked a cat into a wall and there's cat guts on it as it's dripping. Yeah, but the so. cat is not you – know. No, it's slightly different, but it did remind me of like the violent – Cat deaths on a wall. Except the boondock Saint Cat death is way better. <laughs> Did I kill it? <laughs> oh well, that's one of the best. That's one of the best scenes and lines oh so you'll good. get. But this so was good. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> i just wrote cat torpedo cat touchdown yeah i dash between both of them to say so fucking good because it is this was so this is great
1: so i wrote why so much blood but then it probably is because he injected it with that serum and blood just kind of comes out of everything
0: sure with yeah because all he did was throw it in the couch just like Pff. so we should explain what you mean by he injected him with that serum
1: well we're going to oh okay. right now
0: all right so actually that's good because
1: if they were dan so west starts explaining that he's reanimating fresh bodies and that he's conquered brain death
0: pretty big statement
1: yeah so he's saying that he's injecting them with this solution into their their brain into the base of their skull into their brain Mm -hmm. and He's saying the higher level, the higher order animals, like humans, animals that have more cognitive ability, need more dolphins, solution. Dolphins, whales. Well, yeah, because you're obviously injecting the solution into yeah. dolphins and whales, right?
0: Higher cognitive creatures.
1: They need more solution. And then, like, their brain activity plus the large amount of solution, it needs to reanimate them. They have, a, a, a like, a higher level of violence. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because this cat... Was very violent. This is the
0: bar. Right. If this is
1: the lower level of violence, what is a person going to do? Might as well
0: scrap this project altogether. Right. Well, we're going to see. Yes, we are. And it gets. And yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I said, all things considered, Dan takes us pretty well.
1: Yeah. He's, West is like, I want you to help and we'll be uh, famous and live lifetimes, is what he says. So Dan's like, "Uh, I don't think so. Mm, this this is probably not going to work for me." Correct. And West is like, "I'm going to show you what I just did, and I'm going to show you that it's real because Dan's like, "No, the cat obviously wasn't dead, even though it was definitely dead." And he's like, "You just injected you it, it with something, something or yeah. whatever, yeah." And so West is like, here's the dead cat he t- picks it up and he's like poking at it and it's like flopping around and he's like it's dead right and dan's like uh yeah
0: <laughs> i like to imagine the scenario in which dan thinks it's more plausible that west drugged a cat hit it in his cooler for his girlfriend to mm. find just so that in the middle of the night he could wake him up right. with a cat assault much more plausible. also
1: if that was my pet <laughs> i feel like i'd be way
0: more disturbed than dan was all i know is i think dan's a terrible pet owner
1: that is also true so west takes the glow stick solution he says you're gonna help me after you see this shit right mm-hmm. here it's not exactly what he says but that's the gist it's of implied it. yeah um, and he injects it into the cat and then all of a sudden the cat just starts <laughs> screeching and like 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 shaking its little it's back, a little yeah. bit but it's like totally busted up so it can't do anything and dan's like god why is it making that noise because it's like this inhuman screaming noise
0: west goes birth is always painful
1: yeah and that's the end of that scene and all of that no was it's like-
0: not Girlfriend plot device was what I started writing. Her oh, never shows mind. Up.
1: <laughs> I drew my little line like the scene was over. It's not. Yeah. Oh god. She is. She is the most annoying plot device in this yeah. movie. She shows up at the most inopportune moments and fuck shit up every time. And so she comes in just like screaming about the cat, and I wrote why, yeah. why, and that's it. Yeah, and that's well, it. We,
0: we cut to oh god, this scene. All right. This is the dumbest thing. I literally wrote, Dan, 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 don't do this. <laughs> yeah. So he, this is what
1: we meant by Dan makes bad decisions. Oh, my Not God. Not so much that, like, Dan gets in league with um, a corpse defiler, for lack of a better word. Or As that, his
0: first choice. Right.
1: Or that, you know, Dan does some other questionable things. This here, to me, is mm-hmm. probably the dumbest thing,
0: right? I think this might be one of the dumbest character decisions I've ever seen in a movie.
1: I mean, he has to do it for everything else to happen, so I'm okay with him doing it. Oh, yeah. But it's real dumb. In real life, you're not going to make Oh, this as a decision. human being, if you
0: do this in real life, you deserve to be, like, literally the word tattoo, dumb, on your forehead.
1: Or if you do it, you need a lot more to back it up. And so we're going to explain mm. to you what he does instead of complaining Sam, about how dumb what, it what, is. <laughs> what, what is this
0: thing that Dan did that we're uh, complaining about?
1: Dan went to the dean, the... Father of his Girlfriend special lady friend, and the head of his school, and
0: tells him all of this, everything, and in a way that it makes it sound like Dan's involved, right? And he's like, "I didn't mean it,
1: like, dude, you literally did nothing. You did nothing wrong.
0: You rented a room to a guy. Yeah, that's all you had done. Yeah." But and so
1: the dean, it, yeah. the dean loses his shit, and he's like, "You're gonna write me a written apology for all of this." Um, we're going to revoke your loans, which means he can't continue in school because he's poor. Yeah. And he's like, and West is out of here.
0: Honestly, the end. all fair responses from the dean to the information he's just been given. Uh, a little bit of an asshole to like blame Dan as much as he does. Yeah. But...
1: Listen, he's doing it because he it's a power play thing. And yeah. He's a oh, yeah. Dick.
0: Well, because Dr. Hill has kind of put it in his mind that West is already a bad guy and this guy's. Probably got bad intentions with his daughter. You know, they really play up the the yeah. father doesn't like anyone dating his daughter angle.
1: Yeah, he gets like, he gets real creepy. That whole creepy thing with the, the dad being yeah. in charge of his daughter trope
0: is very yucky. I'm not a fan of that. No, me neither. Unfortunately, it was a thing.
1: It's still a thing. Yeah. It was never a thing for me because I have a good dad. Just because I have a vagina doesn't mean I'm some dummy who needs someone to take care of me and lord over my entire life.
0: Thank God, because I am not responsible enough to do any of that. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> um. <laughs> so then we cut back to our podcast. So then we cut to our guard being a pros pro again.
1: We have Dan wheeling a body to the morgue. And I wrote, this is obviously West under the blanket, right? A thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, so it is. The security guard's like, oh, you're here? I'm going to go out for coffee. See you later. <laughs> Just <so laughs> like, this guy. And then Love this guy. And then this is one of the moments where I wrote the Psycho music is playing, and it's very jarring to me because it totally just removed me from the moment. I was just like, "Oh, Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock, better movie." No offense to this one, Psycho's a great movie. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: that's, it's, <laughs> if you're taking something from one of you know the top hundred films of all time, it yeah. doesn't matter how good you are; you're in tough company.
1: Well, it's like taking the Star Wars theme,
0: right? And, and then shooting a B movie sci fi yeah. film with like a handheld camera. So they're in the morgue. They go back into the giant morgue conference Body cooler. And they're looking for a body. And as they're reading through things and I'm looking at them, like, again, death happens aggressively in this town. There's only one body that isn't, like, mutilated up. And, of course, it's the one that's under the perfect purple sheet.
1: Well, hold on. So they're checking the toe tags and they're reading off how everybody died or whatever. And so they're trying to find a specimen and so this is where I was like oh it's a billion percent Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. They're trying to find a specimen that doesn't have anything wrong with it. They want like a perfect body but all of them have you know grievous injuries of some kind. One of them was like shot in the face or something. One of them was like hit
0: by a train. Yeah. Yeah. Shotgun in the face. Yeah. So they find one which of course is the only one that's under like a fresh linen The
1: only one that's not in a garbage bag.
0: And when they pulled it up and you see him, it's clearly like a jacked large guy. Oh, yeah. And my first thought was like, this is probably a terrible decision, violence-wise. Yeah. Well,
1: also, I thought when I saw him, I was like, oh, he kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then the trivia, it turns out he was Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double for a bunch of movies. No way. <laughs> Which is really ridiculous. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um,
0: so, awesome. yeah. So
1: that's how huge this guy is, to yeah. put that into perspective. He was Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double. So he's a big dude. So the reason why they're doing this is they're trying to find they're trying to reanimate a body because they just want any evidence that it works so mm-hmm. that they can continue like with their research and going to school I guess is the they want to get back in school as
0: though they think like this, <laughs>
1: this is going to sketchy save
0: them. yeah experiment which is already in like a quasi is it isn't it ethical. Oh it's not, e- it's not it's not ethical, period. Real.
1: Let's let's be serious. <laughs> not ethical in any way. Uh, it's is yeah.
0: gonna then yep. convince everyone in this school that's upset already mm-hmm. and needs written apologies. Um it's gonna make everything okay now.
1: Here's why I wrote a timestamp, because I've been not doing that as much lately, but this is at thirty six minutes. So we still have an hour left of the movie. And so I was wondering what else they could do after this. And so we'll talk about it again in a little bit. <laughs> because Don't worry.
0: A lot. A lot,
1: yeah, is the answer. So they start to record. They have a voice recorder. They start recording, mm-hmm. you know, all they describe the body, the time, blah, 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 as they're injecting the solution. So then...
0: We're cutting back and forth now. Right. Between... Dean and his daughter, because the Dean... Had sent over notification. Hey, these guys aren't in the school anymore. They're not allowed anything. But the person he told apparently had been in surgery for hours, so they got in. He's like, I have to go do this myself. He assumes they're down in the morgue.
1: Well, no, they tell him that they're down in the morgue. morgue.
0: And how did how do you say he treats his daughter in this moment? Because she's with him.
1: Oh, exactly the way that we just described it before. Like she's his property, so he demands that Meg stay with this, the same lady doctor from the beginning who made the comment about not having optimism or whatever. And he says, you have to stay with her and you'll do what I say. And in my head, I wrote gross. And also, yeah, right. Cause yeah. she makes, she throws herself into every situation. So
0: I was gonna say, what's the easiest way to get her to not do what you say. Right. Exactly. Tell her You're going to do everything I say. Right.
1: So as this is happening, There's jumping back and forth. There's no reaction going on. So um, Wes decides to inject more glow stick into this guy. And as they're down in the morgue, they hear um, over the page system that they're paging Kane, Mm -hmm. Dan, and he's like, "We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we're
0: running out of time.
1: Right. And then all of a sudden, the body—what
0: a great reanimate! Reanimates.
1: He starts fucking smashing everything. He goes,
0: "Monster on this room."
1: everything there's blood everywhere because so when these things reanimate blood just starts pouring out of their mouths yep their uh, their eyes get all funky they just start like they they're in intense pain apparently all their
0: systems are jarringly being restarted from inoperable
1: and also they're probably not in great shape because they're you know whatever caused their death was probably (laughs) not great yeah that too so then the dean has come down to the morgue and he's banging on the door. Yep. And he's saying, you know, Kane, are you in there? And Kane can't get out. And he's like, help us. You got to help us. The fucking monster.
0: I love <laughs> this, this. Giant naked ass dude.
1: Well, I'm calling him a monster. Yeah. He's a giant naked dude. Huge guy. Like gigantic guy. Runs at the door. Damn steps aside. He smashes through the door, which happens to fall on top of the dean, and then the zombie man jumps on the door and smashes the dean, obviously, and lifts the door up and grabs the dean and just starts throwing him. And he's smashing him like a rag doll. And the way this so the way this movie's shot. It doesn't look like there's there's no CGI whatsoever. No, the
0: man in the scene. Yeah, died. there's like no He's CGI. Deceased.
1: Everything is a practical effect. Period. I'm sure that you know the, there there were a lot of like dummy parts and stuff. Oh yeah, that
0: you have to
1: right that you can tell, but it was just so well done. But the way that this guy is getting manhandled, Was a little disturbing because it he was just getting the of like shit a kicked WWE out WWE
0: squash match where they had like Brock Lesnar throwing around a 200 or no, like 150 pound guy.
1: This movie is like blood and it looks like someone like this guy was getting the shit kicked out of him. Wrestling.
0: I'm talking like ECW era. Like
1: I know that's not fake. I know that they're athletes. I know that they're actually like getting their themselves beat up and
0: whatnot. I'll show you some old school ECW. It doesn't all look fake.
1: Well, no, some of it doesn't, but I'm just saying it was like, it was a little disturbing.
0: Giant naked guy lifts the Dean up, slams him against the wall, and is, like, holding them there. Like, you see blood on the back of the wall. He, like, cracked his head on it. And,
1: and- he's slamming him into the wall oh. over and over again. It's, it's disturbing. West comes out with the little bone saw. It's a little bone saw. It's to cut, like, yeah. the skull. It's not like...
0: It's <laughs> not like what he's about to do with it.
1: Right. So he just takes it and just shoves it through the guy's chest basically yeah. he turns it on and just buzzes in like
0: bores right through him, it and was it comes out the other side it, was, it nuts. was awesome yeah it was really cool and then like the you see him laying there the rest of the scene with it coming out him on the floor. yeah i loved good. it so
1: then west comes over and he grabs the dean and just starts dragging him frantically and says grab the recorder ah! and because
0: they check really quick the dean is dead right which kind of stunned well, me I'm like well, oh
1: shit Dan is like wait is he dead and West is like uh yes obviously just
0: like what, see the what fuck? happened yeah uh right i wrote dean did not have this day on his radar before it began right and so uh west
1: wants to use the dean because he's fresh and he says the monster all we were able to do well i keep calling him a monster all the big naked dude. All we were able to do was wake up his like animal instincts, mm-hmm. um, and his senses as opposed to his, you know,
0: cognitive function. The
1: cognitive function exactly. So he's like, I'm gonna, I want to use the dean because he's fresh, and I want we're gonna get the best results. And this is where I wrote, how much longer can this movie go on? This it's basically over at this point to me.
2: Oh, like, funny.
1: but no, if you're
0: watching it. I mean, you think the the antagonist, which was the dean, you know, has already met his end,
1: right? You've you've already gone through the the
0: whole arc at this point. Prove that you can raise Frankenstein right. from the dead. Yeah. So
1: so at this point, you've finished one story arc, and now I'm thinking, where do you go from here? And so they they just roll right into the sequel in this movie,
0: which I appreciated. Just <laughs> thought fine. it was because they fine. didn't leave. There was no stretching out things unnecessarily. Except for searching for the cat, and and a couple other things, but it's fine. It r- really,
1: yeah. Compared this, this to a lot movie of the stuff, flew that we watched,
0: by. It it does. Um, I do want to say before we move on to this, filming this scene in the morgue must have been awesome.
1: Filming all of the scenes in the morgue, yeah, it was probably very claustrophobic. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: We're coming back to the morgue, guys. Don't worry about it.
1: Well, we're not done in the morgue yet. This movie turns to pure chaos in a few minutes. It just turns into unadulterated fucking chaos, but in a pretty good way. So here we cut back upstairs to Meg and the lady doctor is needed. So Meg just gets up and way too long walks away.
0: Did you see the guy with the weird gauze next to her? Just like creepy staring at her. Yeah, So weird.
1: So then she gets down. She gets in the elevator, go down to the morgue. So then we're back in the morgue and uh, West is administering the serum to the dean. Yeah. The dean opens his eyes oh. and there's blood everywhere. And I wrote, how is he going to function? He's broken. Like his body yeah. is broken. But all right. So then Meg is at the door yelling. Dan is like sitting down on the floor next to the dean. And 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 Dan yells out, Meg? And the Dean, you can tell he's like, this motherfucker. (laughs) And he grabs Dan's neck and starts attacking him. (laughs) Because he could, like, hear Dan. And he's like, oh, this fucker killed me, basically, is probably what he's thinking. Or something to that effect. He
0: wasn't a fan of Dan alive. He's not a fan dead.
1: So then Meg comes in. And the Dean... Is attacking both West and Danny as I'm like both by the neck. He's oh choking God. them, and Meg's like, "Daddy!" And then the Dean goes and like runs in the corner.
0: Yeah, he like short circuits. Yeah, I guess is the best way to describe it. So then finally the security guard shows up. This coffee breaks over,
1: right? And he's like, "What happened here?" And then West w- nails it. Sure, he nails it. <laughs> except I would have been like. So you want to try the truth? I'm pretty sure you're lying, but who's going to say otherwise?
0: I'm pretty sure the guard made the executive decision of, this is a nightmare. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. So he basically says, um, he spins this story that the dean came in and went wild. He started sawing up a corpse. (laughs) He started attacking (laughs) both men. And everyone buys it? Yep.
0: Yeah, Sure. So we cut straight to the dean in a straight. Actually, no. Wait, we cut to West going over to Dan, and Dan is like in complete shock. And West is like, it's okay. It's just shock.
1: Well, he's, he like curls up in a ball on the yeah. floor.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. What, you know what? Appropriate. there.
1: Yeah. yeah. See, a lot of this stuff was legit. Like the science was all real, the science was all good. I mean, the reanimation stuff, whatever, but conceptual. All the stuff that they were talking about. Right, it wasn't made up; it was legit. So, like you know, the same goes for all of the. Um, like yeah. he's in shock. Yes. Then we cut. And that's yeah. kind of what it looks like.
0: Straight jacket in a padded cell, and I wrote "straight jacket." Dean is awesome. Pay this guy all the money. Well, and he's spitting blood everywhere. Oh, he looks like a. Well, and
1: he's spitting uh, blood. Strung everywhere. out, we Beetlejuice, who's really already creeping.
0: strung
1: out. Yeah. So his hair is all wild and his eyes are all wild. He he does a really great job. Meg is watching through this two-way glass.
0: Can I just say thank like thank you for what you're about to say? So we're in Hill's office. Yep. And Hill has a neurosurgeon, I want to say
1: a, or an ME at least. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what he actually is. He's I'm sure he's a neurosurgeon cuz he's using the brain laser. Brain laser, whatever. It's an office like like a regular school teacher's office type situation in this office. He has a two way mirror or a one way mirror and then a padded room off the
0: end. Cause you know, yeah, just in case, just in case, <laughs> just in case, which is maintained by orderlies. We'll find out later on. Yeah. So, so many questions.
1: I under So this is a teaching hospital. I'm sure that there's a psychiatric floor. Maybe this is just one of the rooms on the psychiatric floor <laughs> that he happens to be attached to. Like, I don't know. Dude, I, I don't nothing. know. It was um, so
0: weird. I had the same questions. I'm
1: very confused by it. So, Meg is in there watching through the mirror, and Hill is creepily standing behind her saying he wants to perform exploratory surgery
0: as a first resort.
1: And he says, I think it's a neurological problem. I want to go in and, you know, take a look. And here I wrote, He's a creep. Yep. But I need your permission. And she's like, she, he says, I need you to sign a release, and I was like, Oh, accuracy. I appreciate that. She agrees, and then he starts to explain the brain surgery. He's holding this, <laughs> this like anatomically correct plastic head. He's like, First, I'm gonna, and she's like, and He's
0: like, Let me stop you right there.
1: I'm all set. Don't talk to me about how you're gonna cut open my dad's head. Thanks. As he's talking to her,
0: has one of the creepiest, oh, he's, creepiest, he's so, lines of dialogue,
1: so creepy, rapey. I hated him starting now. So she's
0: clearly going through some shit today. She's trying to process it. She's looking at her dad through this mirror who is a shell of himself. And he'll goes to her. He goes, I I want you to think of me as someone you can come to with your problems. (laughs) And before I let, I paused it there. And and I wrote, translated, if your problem is needing some dick. (laughs) Little did I know I shouldn't have paused it because the sentence goes on. Right. Or if you're ever lonely.
1: I know you're all by yourself now. (laughs) What?
0: Ew. This is her dad's accidentally stumble into a drawer right next to her, which will come up later. This is her dad's best friend
1: that has been around since she was a
0: child. My God. Fucking gross. I hate him. Gross. Fortunately, we get a nice jump scare from the dad to interrupt them. The
1: dean just starts smashing his face onto the glass and then she runs out it's because she's good. all upset and then we see Hill he's pissed and he punches the glass like where the dean's face is like Argh!
0: you cock blocker
1: right and i was like
0: oh i was this close to not getting
1: this is the real antagonist
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah
1: like yeah. we knew he was gross and creepy but now he- so this is the sequel <laughs> as i'm going to call it because yeah. this is the second
0: movie so um when we first cut into seeing this office and we saw the dean i wrote in my notes just because it popped in my head how long till dan tells megan the truth the answer is like a minute and a half
1: yeah because right now it happens.
0: yep um. <laughs> would you get a couple nice face slaps out of it though
1: yeah so dan goes to see meg and he says your dad's not insane he's dead
0: blunt and cold like he doesn't try to sugarcoat. she it. starts
1: crying in a very believable way and he says, I'll tell you everything. And that's the scene.
0: So Dr. Hill takes what I call a greedy Thomas Edison turn in this next scene.
1: Yeah. So West is in the basement lab and Hill comes sauntering down the stairs. And he says, I know the Dean is dead.
0: Like. Come on, man. I'm a, I'm a doctor too.
1: He's not alive. Uh, I want in on whatever you're doing. Correction. I actually just want the credit. You're going to do what I say, or I'm going to have you locked up for all the shit that happened. And I'm thinking, how do you prove that? Yeah. These people are threatened by things that are intangible, (laughs) that are basically not able to be proven for the most part, unless they admit it themselves.
0: Unless they go to the dean's office and tell them everything. Exactly.
1: So it's like, you're going to let me move in with you, or I'm going to tell the dean that you're banging his daughter oh no and then you might get kicked out of school
0: yeah. or no one's going to believe me or it's an empty threat anyways i really enjoyed the kind of mad scientist tit for tat between the two of them
1: oh yeah story. they were very fun together i like yeah. their scenes together so then west hands over his notes like all right let's let's do this um, and hill is combing through them reading them and he's like oh my god you're a genius you're brilliant And so this kind of reminds me of the of Frankenstein's army when he's reading through this like horrific stuff and he's like you're
2: brilliant
1: Mm -hmm. and it's like ah no he's fucking crazy yeah he's fucking crazy he's not okay (laughs) he's not well (laughs) let's say that um so then we cut back and forth between them and Dan and Meg and so we cut to Dan and Meg and they're in Hill's office somehow
2: Mm -hmm.
1: they're looking at the dean and. They see that Hill has lobotomized him with the um, laser pencil, the laser pencil drill. Call it. And Dan's like, he has a revelation. And he says, oh, my God, Hill's going to find out about everything. And um, he lobotomized your dad so no one mm. can figure out what happened. Whatever, so he can't it's, speak
0: or anything. Yeah, yeah. it's kind
1: of silly, but whatever. So this is where we get that moment. So
0: we cut back then to Hill and West. And Hill's like, well, show me in action. And West has this little microscope there. And Hill looks into it. And he puts a little formula onto a slide of cat tissues. And Hill is like obsessed looking at this. And West, as I assumed he would, starts to Peter Griffin creep back away, grabs a shovel, thonks Hill right in the head. As Hill says, I... I'm going to be
1: famous. Yeah, he gets smashed in the head with and the shovel. Then,
0: as he falls on the floor, proceeds to use that shovel to shovel cut his head off.
1: Yeah, West and stabs as he, the shit out of
0: Hill with as it. As the head comes off and he looks down on it, West goes plagiarist. I know, I love it. So good.
2: <laughs> so fucking well,
1: listen, good. because if you plagiarize, that's what you deserve. Yeah,
0: yeah. All I could think of was, I don't remember where it's from, but they were joking about ice tea making one-liners at SVU when they find the corpses. You know, was like, it in school, Harmontown? Yeah, it might have been in Harmontown. Yeah, and he was it like, was. Uh, teacher's dead. And he'd be like, school's out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it was Harmontown.
0: Yep. It was a great episode.
1: Yeah, so West cuts off Hill's head and he saves it. Um, he impales it on one of those paper ticket holders oh that used to be on the expo line. When this started happening, I realized what
0: he was doing. <laughs> I was I I fist pumped yeah. in the air. Well, I, so, this seems awesome.
1: So no, I just had a flashback. The little the paper oh stabby the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, when you're when Order's you're working up. expo and your order, it's you done. stab the the tickets on it. Yep. And I was like, oh man, it's been so long since I used one of those what,
0: since <laughs> we met. No, well no, did I, you I worked after, that. after. Yeah. Okay. Every, everybody has them. Um, yeah, that's true. So it was
1: kind of funny. And then he just – so he stabs the head onto it. And as you said, as soon as he did that, you're like, yes! In this scene, I have Inject his head!
0: Is, I wrote in this scene one of the best moments in a horror movie I've ever seen was this whole, like, encounter. Uh,
1: yeah, it's very silly. It's very B-movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I yeah. qualified it, right? To be fair, the next yeah. scene I see, I will call the best scene I've seen. It's just how I am.
1: So he decides to inject the head, and he says, and he's talking to himself. He says, "I've never done whole parts before." <laughs> I know it's so much fun. <laughs> and he injects the head, and I was dying. Oh, so good, so funny. We get psycho music playing, and then he injects the body also. But that I thought was his mistake. I thought he hadn't. An- I thought it had to be injected into the brain, so that's why I, I got confused. So,
0: to this, because movie he said it earlier. Rules, yeah,
1: right. Which is, listen, it's a little thing, but the little things, devils in the details. I need continuity like that.
0: We had that conversation recently about how, and I feel the same way about rules in a world. You have right. to if you set rules, you need to follow them. Right. Unless you do such awesome stuff as this does with without. Yeah, them.
1: I, listen. If it turns into a fucking shit show like this, then. We're cool. Fun shit show. Uh, then f- fine. Fine. So then the head starts moving. You guys, uh, we'll have to post, we'll we'll post uh, pictures of it on Instagram because I always try to do that. The guy who plays this role of Hill, especially when he turns into the zombie, is like. Just. So. Uh, chef's kiss. So good. Yeah. So gross. So creepy. So well
0: done. I think his um, facial expressions are. Are what the druid lady thought she was doing in Troll <laughs> yes. Two.
1: You're probably right because he over he over enunciates words. Well, kind of as much as he can say words. He like his facial expressions are conveying everything because it's really how you he got. can communicate yeah. because he's not really talking that much. It's so good. So his head starts moving and he starts going. Where? you bastard <laughs> and west is like writing he's like tell me how you feel and he's yeah. writing it down sort of like um count Rugen from the princess bride and he was like tell me oh, exactly okay. how okay. you feel
0: yeah i love that and in the background we see slowly the body walking mm-hmm. up behind west and it smacks his head into the table and he's knocked out and i was like yeah when the
1: body the headless body stood up i was like shut the fuck up Is this going? Yes, it's going exactly where I think it's going. All right, let's do this. Yeah,
0: I'm in. I'll get on this ride. Yep.
1: So then we cut back to Dan and Meg in Hill's office, and Meg goes into the padded room to see her dad, which feels very dangerous to me, especially now that she knows he's dead.
0: Yeah. Right? Again, Meg, uh, sorry, girlfriend plot device makes terrible decisions.
1: So Dan is going through files. He finds a stalker file
0: is what i called it it's a generous term for yeah. what he's
1: got so hill has a file on meg it's got Isn't it called hair A, a hate it's got hair in it it's got used napkins and stuff it's got articles about her from Dude. when she was a teenager
0: hill? hill dirty old man Disgust
1: listen dirty old man
0: is putting right. it lightly he's a, he's a disgusting he a disgusting pervert
1: yeah he's basically a pedophile because some of the stuff he was looking at is like her when she was a teenager he's disgusting yeah he's really disgusting i like i loathe him he grosses me out so much in this movie but it's because he does such a really good job at it um i'm sure he's not like that in real life so meg is in the padded room uh Oh, this is where they see that they lobotomized him because when yep. they first came in, he was facing the wall and they didn't see him. So this is like where hiding they figure in the that corner,
0: out. and she approaches. Gotcha. him.
1: Gotcha. Okay, yeah.
0: And that's probably why you were like, "Why are you going over to him?"
1: Right. So because he's super docile. Yeah. And that's what they figure out. So this is this leads into a plot point that is very weird, but that we're not there yet. So then we're, we cut back to the basement. West is alone. He wakes up. Everything is gone. Everything. Oh like, yeah. All of the supplies, I'm thinking, how did this body without a head, so he's got to hold the head, right? How did this body get all of this shit out of here? So
0: I wrote in my notes, we could have a conversation about how the body and head are working, but why? It's way too much fun that it works this way. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I, for a moment, thought to myself, I want... To rebel against this notion, but then I'm like, I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah. I'm gonna let it go. Well, There's like, a thing what? that I'm gonna talk about later that has to do with it that really bothered me, but body head thing, oh, we'll okay. let that go. I,
0: I know what you mean.
1: We'll let that go. So then Dan comes home while West is losing his shit into the basement. West tells him he killed Hill. Then Dan, this is where Dan says, oh, Now I know why he lobotomized the Dean to protect the research so that nobody finds out Mm -hmm. about it, etc. So then we cut to the headless body. He has the head in a bin and they're in Hill's office. He injects the head with more serum. The body's like stumbling around. The head is getting mad. He's like, like rolling his eyes like, oh, you fucking stupid body kind of thing going on. Um. So then the body grabs a bunch of blood packs, which why B- yep, blood bags, about like office. the plasma bags? Why are those in his office? Whatever. Um, he dumps them into what I call the head bin because it's a bin that's holding the head. Checked and, out. And the head goes, ah, so happy. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Because it just like needed fresh blood?
0: I don't I know. I, I approve of the choices, though.
1: Very weird. So then the body picks up the head like holding it by the hair kind of and brings it to the two-way mirror to see the Dean and the zombies have like a special moment through the mirror. Yeah. And I was like, I I was like best friends reunited. Yeah, but not really at all. Uh, So they have like a moment. And so the way that it's shot is you see the Dean's body on the other side of the mirror, but the head is reflected in the mirror and it's more illuminated. So the head is like superimposed on the Dean's body it's cool. and it looks cool. But I thought that it was foreshadowing that they were going to transplant the head to the body. That for was some my reason. initial thought. too. And I thought to myself, well, that's weird. Why would you do that? Your body's perfectly fine. And
0: it just didn't really make sense. I kept Waiting for them to do something with his head that they don't do. They, I kept waiting for a body and that just never becomes a thing
1: we can talk about that. We can get more in depth about that later because it becomes a bigger question <laughs> later. Yeah, like why, fair. why didn't you just reattach your head? I'm confused, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that happened.
0: So he then kind of is like, he said, doesn't he say along lines like, Dean, I need you to do something.
1: Oh, it's something to the effect of like, it's yeah. time for you to do me a favor. Yeah. I don't know. Something weird. So the body um, is sneaking into the morgue. I did
0: write this down. With a just,
1: big yeah. overcoat <laughs> and the plastic anatomical head that's missing half of its skull with a hat over top of it, like taped on, kind of.
0: Like a doctor's taped on mask. Oh, it
1: was very funny. It was almost like, you know, um, in, was it like Little Rascals where all the kids like stand on each, each other's shoulders and put like. on a coat? It kind yes. of was like that. Um so he's in like the surgical gown, and I was, I could not stop laughing. This it was, was so funny. It was, it was really like funny. Creeping
0: along, and the guards barely look. The guard like is
1: reading uh, Boudoir magazine and doesn't even notice this person sneaking up in a ridiculous outfit.
0: He's just like, Dr. Hill, is that you? Cool.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take a break. Bye. And then oh, just yeah. gets up and leaves. So here we're about an hour and five minutes. Uh, just to kind of give everybody a timestamp, stamp, we have 35 minutes left. And at this point, I was like, what is going to happen?
0: Not anything. What you is could happening?
1: Predict. Nothing that I could ever predict. And I usually am pretty good at predicting yeah. or at least coming up with like a fun prediction. I couldn't, could not even conceive nope. of what was happening here or what was going to happen. Um, the only thing I thought was transplanting like a head onto a body, but I. I I was very wrong. So, this is where we get the moment. The head is in a bag, like the body's carrying a bag, and the Mm -hmm. head is inside, and it gets into the morgue, and it opens the bag, and the head is like gasping for air, like it has lungs or some shit. It's like, Uh, (gasps) and I was like, you don't need to breathe. You're laying in a bucket of blood. You
0: don't have lungs. You don't
1: have lungs. There's no oxygen exchange going on here. I had
0: issues with that. But I did then write, I hope Dr. Hill wins award for best head. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Which I I didn't remember. We'll come back later. And I was like, wow. Probably.
1: The body takes the head out, puts it in back in its blood tub. Uh, So this is where it's like cool. You can tell, you can see some of the practical effects. Mm -hmm. So... We get like the zombie Hill's head, but you get from the chin up, like you don't get anything from beneath the chin. So they're, that's how they're choosing to shoot it. And then, like, his head is like inside of a bucket and a table. So he's obviously like under the table with his head up through a mm-hmm. hole, you know, that sort of thing. I just love stuff like that. Like, I, oh, love, I really enjoyed it. I love practical effects. If you can pull them off, mm-hmm. I love them. Even if you can just barely pull them off, I still love them.
0: I'm you know what always I mean? a practical effects before CGI.
1: Yeah. Uh, then we see the body is wheeling in a corpse. And I'm, so this is where I was like, oh, he's going to, like, put his head on a body or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, who knows? Snow Beast is his mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we go back to girlfriend plot device. Dan shows up at her door. She's appropriately a wreck. And then they start talking. He's like, I... I You know, it's so hard losing you. And she's like, I tried so hard to hate you. My first reaction is, and you should hate him.
1: Well, my first reaction was, it's only been a day. You haven't even begun to conceive of trying to hate someone. Yeah. Because your fucking dad just died.
0: You're in. You,
1: you're, he's a zombie. Like you're, all this crazy stuff is happening. You're. Obviously, incredibly traumatized. You don't have the cognitive ability to reason right now as a human being. You just don't unless there's something, you know, neuro atypical about your brain, uh, which is not the case here. So when she's like, I tried to hate you, I'm like, for an hour. Yeah. Give it time.
0: Yeah. Give it a little time. He more or less manslaughtered your dad. He manslaughtered your dad yeah yeah sure yeah um so she's
1: you know he's like i'm really worried about you but he doesn't tell her why he's worried he doesn't tell her there's a zombie coming to get you oh and hill has a creepy file yeah. about you like he doesn't tell her any of that stuff which to me is pretty important
0: and he's just like it's so hard to lose you As like you're making this about yourself awesome
1: yeah so then the dean smashes in <laughs>
0: I wrote "Dad Cock Block" to the rescue, <laughs> yeah. Because they're like getting closer to making out again. Like it's all okay to her, right? Whatever. Like you said, plot device. Uh,
1: so the dean knocks Dan out and he grabs Meg and, and leaves. So it's he. Then we see the back door to the morgue, and the dean comes in oh with my Meg. God. He's carrying her like she, like the creature of the Black Lagoon, that famous. Uh, yeah.
0: Picture. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. And my note here is okay. First of all, no one at the hospital saw this guy. Well, he's at the back.
1: He's at the back, like basement. Okay,
0: so no one walking from his house to the hospital. Yeah, because he didn't. He didn't drive a car. No, saw this zombified, blood-covered guy carrying. Well, to be
1: fair, I'm pretty sure the dean lives on the campus, right?
0: I'm gonna have to agree with you because (laughs) that's. I'm giving this movie everything. So yeah, yes,
1: yeah, sure. Why not? Let's give it more backstory than it really requires. Um. this this so this is where okay listen if you are uh triggered by sexual assault and rape skip forward for a little bit because this is happening and it's it's disturbing this was Um, right wow so the dean comes in i felt
0: bad for barbara compton
1: i really i really did too and i read about i read afterwards some more of the stuff we can talk about it once we talk about this uh We'll talk about it once we talk okay. about this. So the Dean like f- throws her down on one of the morgue tables and just unceremoniously just rips all of her clothes off. We get full frontal nudity. Yeah, here. The creepy head is creeping so hard. Oh, my God. It's so creepy. He's just like.
0: Guy does great his, job.
1: From his blood tub.
0: Kneeling underneath. Right.
1: <laughs> and then the body comes over, the headless body comes over and straps her down. Then we cut to West saves Dan. He wakes him up, and they're going to go yep. save Meg from the morgue.
0: To which I was like, oh, Dan isn't dead, because the last time someone was thrown against the wall like that, the Dean was killed. Right. Well, there's a little bit more than that, but whatever.
1: So then we cut back to the morgue, and the body, the headless body, is... I wrote massaging, then I crossed it out and wrote sexually assaulting. Meg. I wrote
0: molesty head scene.
1: Yeah, he's, he's like
0: sexually assaulting her Oh, one thousand um,
1: percent. she wakes up she punches the fake head off oh she, that was like great. one of her arms gets and free it she punches the bloody the stub. it was so good so i loved good. It. it was so good she's like oh, i made it worse <laughs> so then the body goes over and picks up hill's head his own head oh and this is where it gets incredibly creepy like the most creepy he is shoving the head into her face oh. um to basically saying like i've loved you forever and the way he's talking he's like i always loved you like
0: really? uh, yeah, that's right he and did. i in my nose, and then he I, licks her oh yeah he i wrote this is weirder than corn makeout right
1: with his bloody gross mouth and then he starts oh. licking her body it was yeah. so disturbing the dad zombie is just watching oh, i wrote that too dad's just watching it happen so then so listen i like can't get this specific part out of my head because i was so creeped out disturbed yeah and also laughed a little bit because it's supposed to be a joke um he the body is holding the head he's trying to shove it between her legs like giving her head
0: yep i know yeah, so I saw, I, saw, I was before this even got to there. Yeah. Once they showed full bush, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Come on. So fortunately, though, West the comes. New hero in. of the movie, West comes in, and
1: I'm, this is where I made that complete 180, and was yep. like, now I'm on your side. I'm yes. Team West. Team West. Yeah. She
0: comes in as he's the head is literally between her legs. He's walking in. and He goes, I must say, Doctor Hill, I'm very disappointed in you. You steal the secrets of life and death, and here you are trysting with the bubble-headed co-ed. You're not even a second-rate scientist. <laughs>
1: I was like, what a great bird! Well, and so when he said that, um, trysting with a co-ed, I wrote, uh, I wrote, uh, raping a child. Like, because she's I mean, yes, she's good. a teenager. Yeah. Like,
0: really, I, mean, I think she's in her twenties. 20- she's dating someone in grad. School. That's true.
1: I wasn't thinking about that. Whatever. But still raping a a, a woman then
2: decades a, a, younger than that you've known that someone.
1: you've known since she was a child. Just raping, yes, you're so disgusting. Raping somebody, yeah. Um, and then he calls him a talking head. He said, "Who's gonna believe a talking head?" And I, I was like, "Ah, ha, ha, double entendre. Ah, Get ha, a job reference a side show. Reference back to the." uh the talking poster. heads poster. Yeah. This is where
0: I wrote poor Barbara Compton filming this full nude scene.
1: Yeah. So then all of this. So as Hill and West are kind of doing the, the back and forth banter thing and Hill says, what were you going to do? And West goes, I have a plan. And what, and Hill goes, so do I, and then oh all of god. a sudden the garbage bags rip open like and all the zombies pop. Oh out. my god! And this just turns into screaming. Wow! Cluster fuck!
0: Like this morgue pops I, off.
1: It was it was like that scene in Frankenstein's Army where I didn't know what was happening for like a full five minutes. This is the
0: scene where there were literally dicks flying everywhere, and you couldn't even you didn't even notice. I couldn't crazy because it
1: was. I was trying to figure out what was happening. Because how this, do you
0: best describe this?
1: So, I I started to write. You can tell my handwriting gets like real crazy because I'm trying to figure out like uh, what's important, what's not important. I don't know what to do. There's so much happening. Yeah. <laughs> so West has some serum to stab Hill with it to like overdose him, basically, to so that he explodes like Hans Gruber of Die Hard at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but the body knocks it out of his hand. Um then dan gets knocked down west gets subdued then hill explains his drill his brain a drill
0: bond villainy moment
1: right very bond villainy yeah. moment so this is the plot device i want device. this bond villain the headless that would be amazing this plot device was this plot line was cut from the movie um except here for the most part his laser drill that a lot, that he lobotomizes people with it allows him to control minds, which is yeah. how he can control the zombies. You so that what? was removed from the original story, which, whatever, it's stupid, but it would have made all of this make way more sense.
0: It would have made this scene make way more sense, but you know what? They get away with it because, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Um. So we should describe Hill, the body, the way they shot this, they made this big body and then Hill... His head is like being held by the body in like the a middle. Butler. In the middle of his body. Yes, just like a butler, actually. Yeah. Um so it looks like he was probably like in this body costume, like bent over, like crouched over with his head sticking out of the middle It
0: must have been uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: But it looked it looked fun. It looked fun. Yeah.
0: So things aren't going well for our heroes. Right. So they're
1: on. the zombies are holding down West and and Hill is about to drill his head. The dean is coming at dan and meg and she just starts screaming like daddy look at me and so when she does it all of a sudden he has this like reaction Mm -hmm. uh like
0: he's still in there
1: yeah and he goes he's like and so then he goes he switches sides and he starts to go knock the zombies off of west um he grabs Hill's head, the Dean, and just starts smushing it. And then all the other zombies start to scream in pain and start like bleeding from the places that Hill you is bleeding to talk from. About, uh, yeah. yeah, this is fun. That's what I thought. And then what are you talking
0: about? When you said earlier there was like
1: No. On, oh. My problem was the the breathing, like he had lungs.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I also disagree with that. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say like this whole like mind, you know borg-like mind connectivity hive mind moment where the pain is shared Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i didn't understand that didn't make sense so if you're lobotomizing them so you can control their minds how does that make you a hive mind
0: yeah there was a whole other plot line that's clearly gone
1: yeah it probably probably for the
0: best i was gonna say it was
1: probably for the best because it still wouldn't explain that so then all the zombies start going wild there's a moment where the security guard kind of looks in and and like some like blood flies out and he just turns around and walks Prince, away. Yeah,
0: guys. Yeah, understands I'm not gonna step into that.
1: Right. So West yells out one more dose and he has two syringes on either side. Oh my god! Dabs Hill with both of them and I was like, yes, in the,
0: in the big walking body part. Right.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry. I I probably should have specified not the head. So then his body starts to like explode kind of like the blood is coming out of where all the zombies are freaking out in the room Mm. one of them knocks over something like dust and it the room turns into like a foggy dust yeah
0: of bloody zombies i said someone knocked over the fog machine yeah pretty
1: much at this point hill's internal organs bust out of his body oh my god they start was awesome. attacking west and like i a
0: crack and tentacle yes
1: so it was like his large intestine and it was very so, funny so good and also it was too much like it, it was a li- like listen all of this is wild and crazy and silly but that that was probably the most lovecraftian thing in the whole film though <laughs> but that was like too much you know what i mean like his intestines wait, 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 right, hold on, hold on. came to this life this
0: is where we're drawing the line in this movie
1: well yeah so that's what i just said it's it is ridiculous i understand it's ridiculous it like pushes that like it's at that line it is a horror comedy it's a comedy 100% it's very funny more disturbing than funny it's a dark comedy it's very dark but the intestines coming to life it just was pretty silly to me because Nothing set that up. That that would that be a thing fair. that could happen. Okay, you know that what I mean. Uh,
0: the best I could say is he had talked earlier about like I keep getting the dosages wrong. Right. You know, he he overdosed it. So you know, maybe this is a side effect that was unknown. But that's a stretch. I get it. Right. And there was no even the hinting that that could have been what's coming.
1: Right. So that was m- my only thing. I get like. I call it an intestine lasso, by the way. It, it but it—that's what, it yeah. exactly it what it was. that's exactly what it was. That's a great, great description. It was very funny. Um, it was too funny. It, it like crossed the line. You know what I mean? Of being, of being too funny.
0: This scene held it all together really well until that. I will, I right. will say that is like it went Evil Dead versus you know what it was until then. Well, it's,
1: it's like the conversation that we had with Felicia and Tawny on Two Chicks and Harflick. Go check them out; they're awesome. When Agreed. we talked to them, that. You know, if if the whole movie you've set this bar, this is the bar, they like leapt way over the bar with just this yeah. one effect. And it was just too silly for the movie, in my opinion. So then we randomly have a zombie that's like climbing the fuse box over and over oh, again. Yeah, I got nothing and, on that. And it just kept happening. It, they just kept cutting back to it for a little while. And I was like, okay, we get it. It's going to start a fucking fire or something. Like,
0: Ooh. And I was confused at this point because zombies are still going to be a thing, but they were all reacting to West getting his eyes and head crushed. And I thought, no, that Hill. Hill. Hill, sorry, getting his head crushed. I'm like, oh, shouldn't that shut them all down and throw them in? Right. Pain? That's what I thought. But no, it didn't because, no. you know, the lights go out now. Um, Barbara and Dan. Dan run. So Barbara
1: and Dan are running out. West is still wrapped up in these intestines and he yells, My notes, get my notes. So then Dan runs mm-hmm. back in and grabs his notes and they run. They're being accosted by Nakey zombies. They're in they get into the elevator. There's a burn zombie and it takes fucking oh forever. God. It's too long. This is one of the things. Too fucking long. It was annoying. It's attacking you keep Girlfriend. calling her Barbara. Her name is Meg in this movie. It's was confusing. Man, I... Barbara Meg, same thing. If you guys haven't caught up, like, haven't caught on at this point, Barbara and Meg are the same person. (laughs) Girlfriend, girlfriend, plot plot device.
0: device Um, Is getting choked, and Dan is absolutely incapable of helping her, so he sprints down the hallway to grab a fire axe.
1: And then he goes to Choppy Town.
0: By the time he chops off the arm, she's been killed.
1: Yeah, so he chops off the arm, and the arm is still going, and I wrote, Zombie hand! Zombie hand! In the elevator! Bad
0: zombie hand.
1: Yeah. So. Do you think that that was an homage to this oh, because it wasn't an possible. elevator and the hand comes crawling by?
0: That's very possible. It's almost the exact deal. same yeah. shot
1: as Cabin in the Woods we're referring I to. I bet
0: you it is. I bet you it is.
1: Yeah. So
0: I I'm going to do zero research and just say yes. I would, you know what?
1: Fresh. I think it is because that movie is filled with those little moments. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you haven't listened, go listen to us on Two Shakes on Horror Flick talking to them about Cabin in the Woods because we talk about that for yeah. Quite a
0: while. (laughs) So then we see Dan's got her in his arms upstairs in the emergency room. It's, I really like this because it brings it all back to the beginning. It's a very similar scene where they're Um, trying to resuscitate her. It's the same exact scene,
1: which I don't always love when they do it, but I feel like it was okay here. Like it wasn't, you get
0: a little twist.
1: It wasn't my favorite, but it was okay. I get it. It, it made sense it worked it's bringing it all the way back around but usually you do it in a less like exactly shot for shot way, way. All right, fair uh but this is fine i i, liked it. Yeah. I, I appreciated it um
0: so we tried to so resuscitate her same exact thing right so it's
1: ending how it's
0: begun obviously they can't resuscitate her everyone walks away like oh your girlfriend just died he's really sad and then his face changes and he sees west's bag he goes and gets the formula. So, hold
1: on. he on. He gets the look. Like, that look in his face. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He got,
0: that, he got that crazy look. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. I'm already this deep. And to be fair, I wrote at this point. Yep. I tried that glow goo on her, too, at this point. I'm in deep enough. So,
1: listen. This is where I wrote. This is your moment to make the decision to not turn into an unethical reanimating corpse zombie maker this is your moment Dan what do you choose
0: Dan fails every moment right. In this right so
1: Dan gets the serum you see him go to inject her it freeze frames him as he's injecting her it cuts to black and then you hear Meg screaming implying the rebirth
0: I was so glad they didn't show it yeah I no it was such a good ending. I totally
1: agree with that yeah. I really like that I my first thought so I, I wrote down my first thoughts How does he expect this to go?
2: How does he expect
1: this to end? Like, it hasn't gone well so far. Does he really think that she's going to, like, be the same person that he's in love with? Like,
0: Yeah. I know. I mean, I guess my thought is, in that moment, is that that desperation to have back what you had and you would do anything.
1: Yeah. But at what cost? At what
0: cost? Well, I mean, then that is... The bigger question of well, and, the human playing God.
1: Well, and then I also wrote, is there a sequel? Is West dead? Did I miss it? I'm, oh, I assume this West is, died. this is very chaotic. Uh, so I don't know how I feel about it and I have to sleep on it. So speaking of West, <laughs> so, so
0: as they're leaving him here I, and we don't get it, but I said, I wrote West should die. They did a good job of making me want him to survive and not being a, a full on selfish Frankenstein by the end, but he, he should die.
1: Um, but he doesn't because there are two sequels and he is in both of them.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to watch those. And
1: so is Dan.
0: I need to know how he got out of intestine lasso. I'm
1: sure he just like cut himself out.
0: Yeah, it's not like it was around his neck or anything. It yeah. was just kind of holding them. Yeah. So up.
1: I really like that whole part at the end where you know he's going to make that bad decision. Mm-hmm. But you're thinking... What are you doing? Just
2: like, think, think. Like
1: you're it. standing at the edge of a cliff. You know that if you jump, shit's going to go real bad.
0: Yeah, you're going to have a few moments of glorious free fall.
1: And then it'll but turn. you're going to hit that ground. Into zombie nightmare land. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I like the way it ended. I thought it was good. And now I want to see the sequel because I want to know.
0: Yeah, how... I do want to see the sequel. <laughs> I
1: want to know what happens. So, I think that we should talk a little bit about the. There are so many oh like God. random trivia things. So, first. Let's
0: just start with the doctor.
1: Well, so the scene with Meg, poor Barbara Compton. Yep. Is that her name? Yep. Crampton. Crampton. Sorry about that. Barbara Crampton. Barbara. Um, Bob. Bab. Bab. <laughs> We're talking in a Boston accents.
0: What happened to Bab? I don't have one. She's in the upside down.
1: Oh Barb, so yeah, the lady who played Meg, uh we both were feeling sorry for her being oh my God being manhandled by people in such a gross way she. I was reading the trivia. She like she's like, whatever. It's a fucking movie. I don't care. I'll show my boobs. And she's like, it was weird, but who cares? It's fine. She's a trooper. Credit yeah. to her. Like this is listen, her thing. She's this is part of her craft. She understands. She and she also says like, if it wasn't something that added to the movie, I wouldn't do it. And I felt that it added to the movie, so I did it. And I don't care. And I, I have that. no regrets. And it didn't bother me. Like it still doesn't bother me. It's fine. No. And so I love that. Like I love it that she's like, I wanted to do it and. I don't really care if anyone yeah. has a problem with it. And if you, know, decision. you don't have to like it, I'm the one who has to live with it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Then it made yeah. me feel less disturbed by those scenes because in my head, I was like, this poor girl, what is she going through? A woman, I should say. I keep referring her to as, as a girl. But she's a woman. Um, but, you know, she seems like she had, you know, she was very
0: autonomous. Which makes you feel even better about the conversations that you th- oh, yeah. probably went on on set for her to be able to make those choices. And this
1: was the 80s, so...
0: I don't feel like that's a commonplace thing. Right,
1: then. right. The, the trivia about the guy who played the doctor...
0: Broke my heart, because he does such a good job, and if that's... oh,
1: So, according to the trivia, his wife, after seeing... Dr. Hill. Yeah, Dr. Hill, sorry. After seeing the scene with him the rapiness the, being a rapist basically she got up stood up like in the theater and was like how could you and left
0: but not just left the theater divorced soon yeah him. soon
1: after divorced him over this holy shit so my thought was there must have been something going on underneath all of that that's not one would think that's not a reason to leave your spouse unless you know maybe it was totally against her moral code. And how he would not know that. Well, and that's my
0: question. Like, if I was an actor and I was getting that scene, I'd be like, Sam, this is the scene. How do you feel about it? I would think it's funny as long as the actress is cool with it. And that would be the conversation. (laughs) Like, okay, you're cool with it. Awesome. We're good. Right. You Was he not up front? He's like, oh, what'd you do at work today? Oh, um, body stuff. You know, yeah, I, I, wonder, I had to do a scene with a. I I wonder if Bart, she just Bob. didn't
1: know what she was walking into. She maybe, I mean, at the time, you know, it was the 80s. At that point, they were probably a little bit older. Maybe it was something that was really embarrassing for her. Maybe, you know. That's what I
0: think, you know. Cause, whatever. You know, they probably grew up in the 40s and 50s. And it was a different era that you're being, you're founding, you know, years are in. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I... That, that part was like, oh, that's that's unfortunate, because I think he did a really good job in this Such movie. Such a good job. I should have Googled him, because I hope he's not, like, a gross, yucky person. But yeah, he—oh, God, he was so disgusting and disturbing. Like David I,
0: Gale. I well hated played, him. sir. I
1: hated him in this movie, which means he was very good at what he did. There are only a few performances that have ever left me feeling, like, genuine hatred for the actor. Yeah and it's because they did a really good job An you know what i mean amazing job like i okay i think you know about this have you seen the movie cold mountain
0: we've had this conversation yep oh
1: my god so it took me 2 days to watch the movie because something happened i could only watch it like i had to like take time out of whatever i was doing at the time to like fit this movie in because i really wanted to see it and i really liked it I liked most of it. I'm about to spoil the shit out of it. So yeah, if you haven't seen this 20 year old movie, you know, fast forward, I guess I don't fucking care. Jude law spends the entire movie trying to get back to the love of his life, (laughs) who he kissed one time, whatever. It's pretty silly, but who cares? The whole movie is like the trials and tribulations. He's putting it all on the line to get back to this woman to get back to his life. And then he fucking gets shot in the head, like right at the end by the shitty douchebag antagonist. It, it happens. I was so angry. So angry. Yeah. I. Your face was is still angry about furious it. about it
0: right now. That that
1: is how the movie ended. I will never watch it again. I'm sure that I would probably feel a different way. But that to me means like, Oh, the, the writer did a really good job at eliciting yeah. an emotion from me another jude law have you seen you've seen closer we both like that movie a lot yes yes he's so repulsive in that movie i hate him like i
0: are you sure you just don't like jude law
1: that's probably prob- i've seen movies that i like him in though like uh, like All oh right. you know but i hate Name him one i hate him because of that movie I heart Huckabees.
0: I'd find you named one. I was, really hoping, <laughs> I was really hoping you couldn't pull one at the moment so I could be like, Ha-ha!
1: But most people don't like that movie, but I don't care. I don't know anything about Oh, God, I it's don't so funny. Care. What's the other movie where I just like hate the person? I don't
0: know. <gasps> I
1: know what it is. Memento.
0: Oh, yeah, you've talked. um Incredible Carrie- Mo- Carrie movie.
1: Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. I fucking hate the shit out of her because her character is such a piece of shit in that movie, like the ultimate piece of fucking shit in that movie. I hate her. She's an incredible actress because I hate her Yeah. because she did such a good job in that movie. If she's in anything else, I instantly get this feeling of like, oh, I hate you, but I don't, (laughs) I really don't hate her in real life, but her face just, I get that reaction because of that movie so i
0: don't know how we got to where we are
1: because i was talking about being totally repulsed by this guy and that means he did a really good job so good that his wife left him sam do i like this i do i like it for many reasons Mm -hmm. first of all the science is real that always makes well mostly real we already had this conversation yeah the science is is more real than most things, which makes me very happy. Um, because you know I hate fake science. And the acting is very good. The screenplays the screenplay is fun. Uh there are problems, obviously we talked about all of them. but, But it's fun and it's funny. It's like very, very dark, but it's funny. I laughed multiple times. Yeah. It was obvious that I was supposed to laugh. It wasn't I was laughing at it because it was terrible or something. It was it was genuinely, like, funny. Um, yeah, I can see why this is a cult classic, because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, and it's silly, and it holds up in the way that it's just weird and quirky, and the practical effects are really good.
0: Well, I think what one thing that helps it hold up is it's not dependent on any, like, future sci-fi or things that are dated – it's just a story about people and this crazy reanimation potion. Mm-hmm. And you. yes, it's in the 80s, obviously, but it's not like an 80s movie. It's not showing all the Pepsis and all the right. product plates yeah. and all that. It's telling a story.
1: Now that you say that, typically when I watch like a movie from a certain um, time period, you know – Like part of the experience is the time period. Mm. Like when you're watching Back to the Future, you're in the 80s culture, and that's why it's fun. Watching this one, now that you say that, it didn't even occur to me that this was in the 80s. If I told you
0: this was shot in 65, you'd be like, okay.
1: Or if it was shot in the 90s, I would be like, yeah, okay, that checks out. Because pretty much everything holds up, and pretty much... Like you said, there's no ancillary stuff happening that, that sort of distracts mag. you. Well, <laughs> that sort of distracts you from the story that's being told. It's got
0: a timelessness to it in that mm-hmm. way. It's it's Or it's it's not timeless. It stands out of time in a way.
1: Yes, that makes more sense. Yes, absolutely.
0: Which I, I think credit to them. Mm-hmm. That's a really hard thing to do.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it happened and I appreciate it.
0: I almost wonder if they did to some extent because it's so e- – 1985, that was product placement central. Yeah, but they pr- – like, There wasn't seems, even like a Pepsi on a counter.
1: It seems like it was pretty low budget. Yeah. So I don't think – that probably either wasn't an option or wasn't something they really cared about because they That's just fair. wanted to make a monster movie.
0: Credit to them. They t- I, Probably unintentional. Now that you say that, yeah, really cool, really cool aspect of that film.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I, like I said, I am a big fan of the old Night of the Living Dead Mm -hmm. movies and stuff like that. So when you get the blood and gore, gallons of like buckets of blood,
0: silly stuff, I'm all in. It felt spiritually like in that kind of world Uh of canon of like kind of the next wave of those original night of the living dead movies Mm. in the way it was all practical it was really focused on this story yeah I wasn't trying to do you know more than it needed to
1: i wonder if the practical effects people were either part of that part of like the night living dead stuff or if they became if they went on to do more. I mean, I'm sure yeah, we'll have to look that up. I mean That's it's interesting. I'm sure it's not like, you know, Tom Savini and stuff, but they're they did a really good job.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend it too. Go see this movie.
1: Yeah, if you're like me and are one of the people who like grew up during this time and never saw the movie.
0: Oh, it's a must see.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you like cult campy, ridiculous, bloody movies. Even if you don't,
0: if you it's like, fun. if you like movies, yeah, yeah. If you just want a fun experience that tells an interesting story, this is a good one. Listen,
1: we're not going to watch this for the story, Ian. We're going to watch this for like well, when vis- I say tells a story, I mean, it's just
0: a good time. All right. <laughs> yeah. If you want to have fun for an hour and a half watching a movie that you don't have to worry like think too hard about, but don't want to have your kids in the room for.
1: Well, I was going to say, make sure, you know, there are some people who want that experience that don't want to watch a bunch of blood and attempted rape. So, you know, All right, I who guess you should that. probably think about that, <laughs> yeah.
0: too, when you're choosing a movie. Yeah, and if that's the case, yeah, skip this one.
1: Uh, All right. So there you have it. Yeah. Go watch it. It's free on Prime if you have Prime.
0: Yeah. We have and some good stuff coming up. We have another great guest next. Uh, Brett's returning for us next Yay! week.
1: Yay. Oh, so excited.
0: Uh, we're releasing uh, next early next week. We're also going to have a uh, we went we ended up seeing. Best Worst Movie. Oh, yeah. We watched, yeah. So we're going to release a kind of short Monday episode on that, talking about it. Um,
1: we just released our interview with Lee Scott, the director of, uh, we did Beast of Bray Road. He directed that. He directed a bunch of other stuff, too. All sorts of so. things. He
0: has his own new uh, production company, Cinemago, uh, or Cinego. Um, he's got cool stuff. Uh, listen to that interview if you want more. Uh, you can find all that at our website, doilikethispodcast.com, or do I like this? podcast.com uh do i like this podcast at gmail.com is our email
1: do i like this pod on twitter which i uh probably should go put something on there
0: fucking okay, nail it first try i love it <laughs> uh
1: do i like this on instagram
0: D. Ian. James on instagram i think that's everything oh we have a facebook oh, we have a facebook, facebook group spoiler it's do i like this podcast
1: oh Weird.
0: Yeah. Strange. It's almost like we branded it that way. <laughs> but um yeah, seriously, go see Reanimator. Thank you guys uh, again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
2: Tulu, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>